0: In the name of the one who calls to us, amen. Amen. Today's scripture gives us a lot of good things to talk about, and perhaps something in what you've just heard from these four readings has caught your attention. We will come back to that thing, whatever it is, so hold on to it. But for now... I need to point out something that we didn't read. We have been reading through the book of Job for the past four weeks. Now, for anyone not familiar with this book, the basic plot line is that a very good man named Job was made to suffer in a multitude of ways while his friends taunted him and his family members died. And salt was essentially poured repeatedly into his festering wounds. And yet somehow he did not lose faith in God. He actually stayed in close conversation with God throughout, though that conversation did get pretty intense at times. Today, Peter read to us beautifully the last chapter of Job, the end of the story. Job is significantly humbled and sings the praises of God, and God restores the fortunes of Job, who lives comfortably to a ripe old age, happily ever after. But the lectionary left something out of that last chapter, and it's a pretty important something. You'll notice that we read almost the entire last chapter, except verses 7 to 9. And 10 picks up with some obscure statement about Job having just prayed for his friends. So what happened in verses 7 through 9? Well, those verses aren't really very pretty, but they are really important. In 7 to 9, God condemns Job's friends who have been trying to pull Job away from God throughout Job's suffering. God says to the friends, my wrath is kindled against you, for you have not spoken of me as my servant Job has. And this is where we need to pause for just a minute to pull in the wisdom from the scholars. Rolf Jacobson, an Old Testament professor at Luther Seminary, points out an interesting translation problem in that line. For you have not spoken of me what is right. Jacobson says that the Hebrew words, gabar el, are translated as spoken to, not spoken of, in every other place in the Hebrew scripture in which those two words are paired. But here, most English translations botch it by translating gabar el as spoken of instead of spoken to. Now, if we revert to the Hebrew and hear God saying to Job's loudly opinionated friends, You have not spoken to me as my servant Job has. I think we have all we need from today's scripture today. Throughout Job's ordeal, he kept talking to God even with anger and complaining. And that is what we call relationship. What if we mistakenly have come to believe that we are mainly called to speak about God rather than to God? It's a tragic mistake because we humans will always be very limited in our abilities to adequately talk about God, and yet we were made precisely To talk to God. We have a God who made us to be in relationship with us, came to earth as Christ to be in relationship with us, moves through us as the Holy Spirit to be in relationship with us, and yet we, like Job's friends, get so wrapped up in talking about God that we forget to be in relationship with God. Perhaps the literary genius who wrote the book of Job was not giving us a description of why bad things happen to good people. Harry Harold Kushner had not yet written that book. But the writer of Job maybe gave us a story about what it looks like to be in relationship with God through second sin. As humans, we will suffer. And when we do... We need to be in active relationship with the one who made us, accompanies us, and sustains us. The healing story in Mark that we just read is one of my favorite healing stories because the relationship between Jesus and Bartimaeus is just beautiful. Bartimaeus calls out to Jesus even as others try to hush him. He gets Jesus' attention. Jesus stops and listens. And Jesus tells the disciples to call Bartimaeus to come to him. The two come together and Jesus asks Bartimaeus what he wants. He does not presume. Bartimaeus asks to be able to see again, and Jesus tells him his faith has made him well. And Bartimaeus decides to stay with Jesus as a follower. They speak to one another. Bartimaeus asks God for the thing he feels will make him whole. God responds, and the two continue on the way in conversation and relationship with one another. Job suffered greatly, but he never fell out of conversation and relationship with God. We talk about God and about one another an awful lot, don't we? I wonder what would happen if we were to redirect our words and our listening so that the daily Gabar El is translated as speak to instead of speak about. Many of us have come here today with envelopes containing a pledge, an intention of financial relationship with God and with our church, we will put the envelopes in a plate and send them forward to be blessed and received. This is so relational and beautiful. It is one of the most sacred ways one can use their resources and sustain their faith and community. Now, I bet many of you prayed about your pledge, spoke with family members, and listened for God's presence in your decision But if you are realizing that in the hustle and bustle of life, you have quickly filled out your card and stuffed it in an envelope with very little thought, or it's really early this morning and there's a lot going on, it's on the kitchen table, (laughs) or you've pledged online and that was sort of a quick experience, I encourage you to revisit the process of that pledging, to enter conversation with God, about how you are called to use your resources in this place and beyond in relationship with God. Honestly, and nobody on the stewardship committee can get mad at me for saying this, honestly, this might mean giving less money to Trinity Church and more money to hunger alleviation. Or it might mean giving more money to your church in order to do the ministry we feel God is asking us to do here together. And giving more might mean making some lifestyle changes. We can only know if we are open to speaking with God on the matter. And speaking with God goes well beyond church activities and pledging, right? Many of us will at some point this week repost things we see online or go to the polls for early voting or engage in a debate on an issue that is dear to us. We will navigate our relationships with one another. We might get frustrated, confused, and overwhelmed. We are sitting with yet another tragedy as we weep for our brothers and sisters in Pittsburgh our brothers and sisters in the Jewish community at the Tree of Life synagogue, and everyone who has been affected by yet another sign of the hatred that has consumed our world, there is so much on our hearts and minds. Are we in conversation with God about all of these things? And if we are talking to God, are we truly listening for a response? from God. That's the tricky part, right? How do we hear a response when we desperately want one? Well, just like the restoration of sight to the blind man was likely less about his eyesight and more about his soul sight, our ability to hear God speaking to us is less about our ears And more about our heart's ability to perceive. When we get real quiet and real attentive, I think we can perceive God. God's presence in the glorious fall colors and the autumn rainbows of this week. Did you see them? God's affirmation in a feeling of peace around something that we've done or decided. Or God's nudging in the things that agitate us or stay with us. We humans tend to actually notice only a fraction of what our senses take in. I think this is a survival mechanism. I started up here today by saying that you may have noticed something in the rich scripture of the day that stayed with you, and I encouraged you to hold on to that, whatever it was, before I started speaking it and erased it. If you had something in mind, I wonder if you can remember now what it was. Call it back to mind. Whatever it was that caught your attention in the scripture or in anything else today, ask God why that thing broke through all the other things and stayed with you. Ask God to give you clarity. Ask God to help you to perceive God's presence with you right now. And there you are, in conversation with God, in relationship with God, which is where we were meant to be all along. Amen.